the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And a good evening to you, another Al Gatulo Craft Beer cast on am970theanswer.com. We're not on the radio tonight because of Major League Baseball in the playoffs. Sorry about that, but you get to hear us on the stream all over this great country of ours, the United States of America, and of course, around the world, wherever you're listening to. We've got another great show for you tonight, Craft Be- one Craft Beer guest that'll be joining me this hour, about 20 minutes from now, and a lot of news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. A little Judas Priest to kick it off. Judas Priest, one of the nominees earlier this week for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You can vote now. I believe uh, the results come out in December, and then they do the show uh, at Barclays Center. You know, a lot of people have ripped the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over the years because it's basically a glorified kind of, you know, who's the favorite of this year. And I, I tend to agree with that. There are a lot of musicians and bands that are not in the Hall of Fame that should have been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame years ago. Uh, Judas Priest being one of them. Uh, they are uh, one of the, to, I mean, in my opinion, one of the best heavy metal bands uh, in the country that's not in uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Should they have gotten in there a few years ago? Sure, absolutely. Uh, took a long time for Rush to get in there. Yes, getting in there last year should have been in there way before that. Um, what was it? Stevie Ray Vaughan got nominated and put in as a solo artist, and then Double Trouble went in after. Kind of weird. Um I'm trying to think who I, But, you know, of the nominees this year, Depeche Mode, uh, the Cars. The Cars should have been in there, again, years ago. They were on the on the docket last year, didn't get in. You know, you can make the case for a lot of bands that should have been in there already. And I, I just think it's a glorified uh, popularity contest. It's nice to see the musicians and then do a couple of songs or who's going to induct them in and, uh, you know, do different things. I know David Letterman uh, inducted Pearl Jam into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Was it last year or the year before? I forget what it was. But, you know, cool stuff like that. I like that kind of stuff. Um, And we're losing musicians, you know, far too early. Uh, A little bit later on during the show, we'll play a little Tom Petty. I mean, what a shame. Tom Petty in his 60s. Uh, dying away, uh, dying uh, earlier this week, this past Monday. Uh, massive cardiac arrest, brain dead. Um, they had to take him off life support. Just a shame. You know, again, for a guy like me who's close to 50, losing some of these musicians over the years, and it happens. This is, this is a part of life. Um, it, it hurts. It really does. Never got a chance to see Petty in concert, but we'll get into Tom Petty uh, a little bit later on in this program. Our only guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast here on the stream here on am970theanswer.com, Ethan Fixel. He's the editor-in-chief of the website, The Beer Necessities. We've had Ethan on before. 
Ethan had a chance to chat with Dave Mustaine from Megadeth last month before uh, one of his shows at Madison Square Garden. He's got, uh, Mustaine does, has his own craft beer out on the shelves, uh, and you really have to check it out. We've talked about it before on the show, but I wanted to talk to Ethan not only about that, about that interview, what's it like to interview a heavy metal guy uh, before a show and share a beer with him, but also some of the stuff that thebeernecessities.com, which is the website that you can get more info on that site, what they're doing. And yes, before you start screaming at me and sending tweets and messages and all this other stuff, I do understand that thebeernecessities.com is owned in part by Anheuser-Busch InBev. I get that. But they do write good articles. You might say it's clickbait. And again, you might be screaming, why am I you know, interviewing somebody that works for Anheuser-Busch InBev? But listen, they're just as much a part of craft beer as the independent craft beer owners. Uh, I like to give everybody a forum on this show. I'm not going to just narrow it down to just a, you know, a certain couple of beers or whatever. Everybody should get a little bit of free time on this program. And you know what? Ethan Fixel is going to get the free time on this program in 20 minutes. If you don't want to listen to it, I totally understand. I get it. Uh, so let's get into some news and notes here. The good friends of Coronado Brewing, they are celebrating the changing of the seasons uh, in San Diego, of course, it doesn't change that much in San Diego. It's hot and then it's warm. So, uh, you know, and they get a, they do get a rainy season. Let's not get carried away. The uh, release of Early Bird Cold Brew Milk Stout. Uh, the beer was originally brewed last year as a, kind of an R&D small batch for San Diego Beer Week. Uh, people loved it so much, the company decided to bring it back on a larger scale this year in both 22-ounce bottles and 12-ounce can uh, six-packs. Uh, Early Bird Cold Brew Milk Stout hits the shelves, already has hit the shelves. Uh, it's going to be available throughout the company's distribution footprint. So for more information about Early Bird, just go to coronadobrewing.com for more information. It is a 5.5% ABV. Uh, let's see, a milk stout with coffee and chocolate. And, of course, again, like I said, it is out on the shelves now, so you definitely have to pick that up. I know the good friends from Coronado, I believe, are sending me a bottle uh, to taste, and I can't wait to get out there to the brewery uh, in San Diego in December and check those guys out. Now, this was a story that came out. It was released from the Brewers Association uh, about two weeks ago. In just four years, the economic impact of small and independent U.S. craft breweries has doubled and that is a, a, a report uh, from the uh, trade group, the Brewers Association. The study, which was based on two national surveys as well as other government and market data, uh, found that the U.S. craft brewing industry, as defined by the Brewers Association, contributed $67.8 billion to the U.S. economy in 2016. It was also responsible for more than 456,000 full-time jobs in 2016 uh, with breweries and brew pubs creating more than 128,000 of those positions. According to the organization, small brewers' economic impact has increased 21.7% since 2014 when the industry contributed $55.7 billion to the U.S. economy, provided more than 424,000 jobs. Now, a similar economic study commissioned by the BA in 2012 found that brewers contributed $33.9 billion to the U.S. economy, and since 2012, craft beer production has grown from 13.2 million barrels of beer to more than 24.5 million barrels a year. So again, they've doubled production. That's pretty impressive. Also, uh, as outlined in the BA's latest report, the top five states with the greatest economic impact, California now boasts more than 850 breweries. They led the way, an output of more than $7.3 billion, and then Pennsylvania, Texas, New York, and Florida rounded out the top five. And together, the five states generated more than 35% of Kraft's overall output in 2016 while contributing a combined $24.2 billion to the U.S. economy. That is impressive. Five states uh, contributing $24.2 billion to the overall number 
of brewers in this country. Now, back in 2012, the top five states for craft beer, California, Texas, New York, Pennsylvania, and Colorado, which combined for a $12.8 billion economic impact. Now, some of you are saying, why has Colorado dropped off? My guess is the fact that there are breweries that are in Colorado now that are no longer under the uh, Brewers Association label as an independent craft brewer, and so they don't get included uh, in the overall figure here. But impressive that New York, for both of those, tw- for 2012 and 2016, has led the way, including California. This is why it's amazing. New Jersey, about 75 to 80 brewers. New York, over 300, close to 400 now, of brewers in the great state of New York. So it's interesting how much money that they that they put in, which is why folks in New Jersey, if you're listening, and if there are every, any uh, senators, uh, state senators or assemblymen that are listening uh, in New Jersey, come on, folks, get your act together. This is money for the state. It is an easy fix here. You talk about raising taxes in, in New Jersey, property taxes, all this other stuff. Bottom line, get some more breweries in here in the state of New Jersey and start getting reaping that economic, uh, you know, uh, that money, excuse me, economic, that money to help the economy in New Jersey, that would offset uh, property taxes. As we continue on news and notes here on the uh, Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, Stone Brewing, announcing its latest seasonal beer, this one paying homage to the ever-present gargoyle with a tropical mythology, Stone Vengeful Spirit IPA. Uh, they're saying it explodes with the flavors of citrus candy and tiki-style cocktails. You can find the beer now. It is nationwide in six packs of 12-ounce cans. Uh, in 2007, it was uh, black IPAs. 2008 saw uh, Belgian-influenced IPAs, and more than once, it's been triple IPAs with Stone. But they're, uh, now, right now, Stone is influenced by tropically-inspired IPAs. It is a 7.3% ABV with a 57 IBU, so a little mild on the bitter side. Uh, you can find uh, where it is at find.stonebrewing.com uh, if you need to uh, locate where that beer is uh, uh, nationwide. It's an intense aroma of pineapple, citrus, passion fruit, and guava in this IPA. Can't help but uh, want to taste that uh, very soon. And the great thing about Stone is they will have tasting notes on there. They'll tell you what food to pair it with. Great stuff. Go over to the brew, uh, to the website at stonebrewing.com. Funky Buddha's got, uh, let's see, Buttercup. Returns in 22-ounce bottles next week on October 15th. It's set to be released in their tap room Sunday, October 15th. 22-ounce bottles go on sale for $13 a piece, no purchase limits. Of course, you can go to Funky Buddha's website for more information on that. Charter Oak, uh, their Wadsworth IPA and 1687 Brown Ale uh, are uh, you know out through Connecticut. You can get it in both retail and bars and restaurants. The uh, Let's see, the IPA. They're saying was recently modified to include more hops, dry hop twice, and their 1687 brown ale now at 6.2% ABV. Hopefully they'll be opening their new operation, uh, their Danbury Brewery and Taproom coming in early 2018. So that's the latest from uh, the good folks uh, in Connecticut at Charter Oak. And then finally, Glenmere Brewing. We're actually going to have the brewers on next week on the program. Uh, their newest, uh, Glenmere Brewing's newest craft beer, Wild Time Farmhouse. Uh, will be released, or actually is out now. Uh, that is a family-owned and operated brewery that is based in Florida, New York. A 6.7% ABV. They've got uh, lots of great hops and malts in it. Uh, Pilsner, Vienna, and Pale Weed hops. Uh, honey, the sweet things, wild-time honey they add to this beer. Uh, so uh, that's... Uh, 
They're in, let's see, they have this farmhouse on tap exclusively at Glenmere Brewing Company. They're located at 55 Maple Avenue in Florida, New York, and at the Pennings Farm Market over in Warwick, New York, uh, just off of Route 94 South. So if you want to check them out, you can check out uh, glenmerebrewing.com uh, for more details on that. And we're going to have the brewers on the program next week, uh, next week to talk about their beer. But when we come back after a short break, some more news and notes to get to here on the Algatulo Craft Beercast. We're only online this week, but you can, we're coming right back at you here on the Algatulo Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain, or general muscle pain, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Larry Levin, and I've been on the trading floor for 23 years. I was one of the biggest traders in the S&P pit. I'm also the president of Trading Advantage, the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional day traders. Now, for a limited time, I'm offering one of the trading techniques I use to make $1.9 million for free. Get started right now by calling 800-489-8876. Leave your email address on my voicemail, and I'll email you my free trading technique and daily insider's market market report at no cost to you. This is the very information I use to build my fortune. I was getting ready to retire. I still needed to make extra income, but I didn't want to work for anyone else. Because of Larry and his excellent instructors, I can trade successfully for myself, and I'll never have to work for someone else again. Fire the stockbroker and hire the most dependable person you know, you. Again, call in the next 90 minutes, leave your email address on my voicemail, 800-489-8876. Call 800-489-8876. 800-489-8876. Your new landscaping looks amazing. Who did you use? I found a great local pro on HomeAdvisor. Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. It's really easy to use. I just put in what I need and then they connect me with background check pros who can help. Did you find your painter there too? Yep. I use HomeAdvisor for everything. How much does it cost? It's free. And check it out. I can even book an appointment online. That's so easy. How did I not know about HomeAdvisor? Go to HomeAdvisor.com now or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. Yo, welcome to Brooklyn, baby. County of Kings, home of the Nets. When you cross that bridge, you don't just enter a new zip code. Man, you take on a new mindset. It's always us versus them. If one falls, we all get up. We grind till we shine, then polish some more. This is a place where game recognizes game. Brooklyn, we go hard. Brooklyn Nets partial plans are available now. Call 718-NETS-TIX or visit brooklynnets.com and secure your seats today. Hey, this is Michael Riedel from On the Town. My favorite American playwright is Edward Albee. He wrote Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and A Delicate Balance and a late masterpiece called Three Tall Women. And it is coming to Broadway starring Glenda Jackson. She's coming back to the theater to be in Three Tall Women with uh, Laurie Metcalf, who is just in A Doll's House Part 2. And they will be joined by Alison Pill. It's a gripping play, Three Tall Women. To get tickets, go to telecharge.com. That's telecharge.com. You don't want to miss Edward Albee's Three Tall Women. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am97theanswer.com. Eddie waited till he finished high school. 
You went to Hollywood, got a tattoo. He met a girl out there with a tattoo too. The future was wide open. The late great Tom Petty. Into the great wide open. Tom Petty. I think he did this with the Heartbreakers. I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure. As we continue on here at the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, com. Boy, I'll tell you, I never got a chance to see this guy. This is uh, Into the Great Wide Open, probably my favorite Tom Petty song. Because it speaks of, you know, high school and, you know, true love and kind of, you know, finding your job and just f- trying to figure it out and piece it together. And I think in some ways that was Tom Petty's life, like trying to just trying to piece it together and figure it out. You know, th- my interpretation of the song uh, as we continue here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And the funny thing about Into the Great Wide Open is it brings back a memory for me of walking down 42nd Street, heading towards 3rd Avenue, and to the old studios uh, where WNEWFM 102.7, a place where Rock lived for many, many years here in New York City. And I was heading into my internship, my first job that I never had in radio, and listening to that song on my headphones as uh, Ken Dashow, who's now over at Q1043, was playing it on the overnight and listening to that song and kind of humming it in my, you know, to myself as I'm walking in the middle of the night, heading in for my job. And I will always remember that song, and it is one of uh, it's my favorite Tom Petty song. I have you know many others, but my favorite uh, from him. And it's a shame uh, he passed away earlier this week um, to, of a cardiac arrest and just just terrible, just a, a terrible situation. But I digress here. And uh, as we continue on here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy The Answer dot com, uh, our only guest on the uh, the Craft Beer Cast tonight coming up. Uh, in the next segment, Ethan Fixel, he's the editor-in-chief of the website, The Beer Necessities. Uh, Ethan had a chance to chat with Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. He has his own craft beer out on the shelves. And, uh, again, you can get that story, thebeernecessities.com. That's going to happen just about eight, nine minutes from now. Well, yeah, about ten minutes from now. And he also answers, Ethan, the fact that The Beer Necessities is owned wholly by uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev. He answers the question that I put to him. Uh, you know, people are upset and annoyed uh, you know, that it's owned by Big Beer. But Ethan answers that question uh, very succinctly, I think, uh, during the interview. And uh, you definitely want to check it out. It's a great interview, and it's coming up in just a couple of minutes. And we'll do some news and notes in a second. But the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast is going back out on the road, ladies and gentlemen. December 8th, we will be at John Sullivan's on 35th and 7th Avenue, steps from the garden, about a block away from the garden, uh, we're going to be doing the craft beer cast from there. Not sure what beer is going to be featured that night. As soon as we get that information, we'll get it to you. John Sullivan's 35th and 7th. St. John's is playing Arizona State at the Garden that night. And uh, John Sullivan's is an Arizona State University bar. We're going to have a lot of fun. We'll have some guests. Uh, maybe we'll see if we get Russ Salzberg to come in and uh, do a little segment with me live from the bar. That'll be fun. We'll talk some college hoops, but we're going to be talking beer as well. And this great establishment, John Sullivan's on 35th and 7th, that's coming up on December 8th. Uh, probably around 5 o'clock we're going to do it. Uh, there's a, uh, I don't want to give away too many you know, more details. As we get the details, I will get them to you. Going to be a lot of fun again. John Sullivan's 35th and 7th, that is Friday, December 8th. Uh, we will be taping the uh, Craft Beer Cast from that establishment. We're going to have a lot of fun. Hopefully you can come out and join us. The week before that, 
on Thursday, I think it's November 30th, Paragon Tap and Table, uh, we're putting the deal uh, in stone next week. Uh, we will be there. There's a bartending competition. I'll be a judge at that event, but we'll be doing some other stuff. Here's the best part about the bartending competition. These bartenders from Paragon and other bars in New Jersey will come in. They will make drinks. We will judge them, myself, uh, a couple of others. But here's the best part. After they make the drinks, style, taste, all that stuff, we will be auctioning the drinks away. And the, uh, the proceeds of that drink, however much it, it, it gets, it fetches, how much, whatever money uh, that it uh, brings in, that money will be donated to a local animal shelter. That's awesome. So all the money, the proceeds from those drinks that the bartenders make, they will go uh, to a local animal shelter. That is very cool. Uh, so it's just some uh, you know some little notes here as we uh, continue on here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And let's get to some of those notes. So Left Hand Brewing, they're having their fourth annual Nitro Fest. It is the world's only exclusive nitrogenated beer festival. Takes place November 11th from 6 to 10 p.m. in Longmont, Colorado. Features over 100 super smooth nitro beers from 40 or more of the most innovative breweries from across the United States, Ireland, the UK, China, and Korea. The Nitro Fest brings in rare, never-before-seen nitro-style beers along wild Cirque du Soleil-style circus acts. Costumes are highly encouraged. It is going to be very cool. Uh, and Nitro Fest, like all Left Hand Brewing Foundation High Five events, will uh, be giving back money. The proceeds will benefit Left Hand Brewing Foundation, which is committed to brewing a stronger community where they live, work, and play. And with events big and small, Left Hand Brewing has raised over a half a million dollars. They're getting close to 600000 for nonprofits to date, which is very cool. Constellation Brands had announced its second quarterly fiscal 2018 early, uh, earnings uh, on Thursday. That was highlighted by a 12.8% increase in net sales over the same three-month period the year before. This comes from our good folks at Brewbaum. Shipments of Constellation Brands beer portfolio, that includes uh, Corona, Modelo, and Pacifico, as well as Ballast Point, increased 11.7%. Uh, while depletions grew 8.1% during the quarter that ended on August 31st. They also talked about acquiring Florida-based Funky Buddha in August as a continuation of their beer strategy to be the leader in the high end of the U.S. beer market. Uh, not so much talk about Ballast Point. Um, they had bought F- Funky Buddha for a billion dollars. Constellation had, uh, was purchased uh, $87 million when they bought Ballast Point. So they, they talked about that. They're saying uh, con- consolidating distribution into Constellation Brands, so-called uh, gold network of wholesalers. Uh, if and when we expand Funky Buddha outside of Florida, that would be a key tenant. They want to focus on a couple of different uh, breweries to really expand their portfolio. And they're not expanding the brewery geographic footprint too quickly into markets where there is a lack of consumer awareness or marketing. They feel as the business is slowed down. This is from them. Um that uh, that uh, MO doesn't really work anymore. And for the fiscal year of 2018, Constellation Brands targeting net sales growth in the nine to eleven percent range for its beer business. So interesting. They don't want to grow. They don't want to get these beers out there too fast to people because they feel, in some ways, that the beer business uh, is slowing down a little bit. I, I think there is somewhat of a slowdown. I don't think it's too drastic, but I do think that there is a little uh, a, a, a slowdown. I wouldn't say a downturn. But definitely people are becoming more educated uh, in terms of beer. Speaking of beers, and this is local. This is more of a local thing in New Jersey. Uh, got uh, 
I'm, you know, you, when you're on Facebook, you join a bunch of different sites and stuff. One of the sites that I'm on is a members-only group for uh, New Jersey Craft Beer. It's a, a membership that I join uh, pretty much every year for 25 bucks. You save on a bunch of different places uh, all over New Jersey, whether it's uh, bars, breweries, restaurants, etc. So apparently, um, there has been a buzz that locally elected politicians are anti-New Jersey breweries, and apparently they don't want to help the brewers in New Jersey moving forward. That's not a good idea. Now, hopefully on next week's program, we'll have some names of some of these politicians that are doing that. But if you're listening, you live in New Jersey, and you have a, obviously if you live in New Jersey, you're going to have a voice and a vote come November. I urge you, it's time to vote these people out. If these people are not helping New Jersey breweries and only hindering the business because, as some are speculating, again, speculation, not fact, that maybe some of these politicians are getting money from big beer, from restaurant groups who are saying small beer hurts us. No, small beer does not hurt your bottom line. Again, I've had this argument a million times before. If you go to a brewery and you enjoy their beer, and let's say their beer, I'm just going to use an example, let's say Wet Ticket Brewing is on tap at my favorite place, Paragon Tap and Table. Well, guess what? I'm more apt to buy a wet ticket beer at Paragon Tap and Table than, let's say, a Budweiser or a Coors Light. You know why? Because I enjoy that beer because I know it's fresh and it's local. It enhances your business. People are coming in and buying food from you, and they're buying the local beer that's brewed fresh in the area. Why would you think that would be hurting your bottom line? These breweries don't want to open restaurants. That is an enormous amount of money that they don't want to undertake. Now, I get it. You pay a lot of money for your liquor license as a restaurant. You want to be able to serve beer and spirits and wine, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. It costs a lot of money. But the bottom line is these breweries, yes, they pay less for their license, but they have to buy all the equipment. They're on the hook for this money. Some breweries are on the hook for a, for a, for a rent, for a building, for a warehouse for a year, a year and a half, and they don't have their licenses. They can't get their things together. They're not making profit. All they're doing is spending money, and they, are, they aren't able to generate income. Okay, It costs them money. Do you think that these guys, we're all in the business, all these people are in the business to make money. I get it. Why would you be cutting your nose to spite your face? Do you see what New York is doing? Do you see what Governor Cuomo has done? Cutting all of this red tape, helping these people and supporting their businesses, and all of them, most of them are thriving and making money. Why would you want to continue to live in the dark ages, New Jersey? Why? There's a reason why there's almost 400 breweries in New York, and in New Jersey we can't even crack 100 because of archaic laws. It's ridiculous. Vote these people out. When we have a list of these people, I'm going to set. We'll set up a link. We'll have you go there, write a letter. The first thing you can do is write a letter to State Senator Steve Sweeney, who run, who's the you know the head mocker of the state Senate. Get in there and let him know you support local New Jersey breweries. You're not going to let this go without a fight. We can affect change if you want to, but you have to make it happen. Each and every one of you that live in the state of New Jersey. All right, I'm off my soapbox. When we come back after a short break, Ethan Fixel, the editor-in-chief of the website, The Beer Necessities, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on am970theanswer.com. News, opinion, passion. This is AM970, The Answer. It's partly cloudy, 72 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Police are confirming the arrest of 50-year-old Alcido Powell in the deadly Bronx hit-and-run Friday night. The accident took the life of 82-year-old Hilda Arojo in Wakefield as she was gathering supplies to donate to Puerto Rico Hurricane Relief. 
Powell turned himself into police and admitted to driving and abandoning the white vehicle that hit Hirojo along Pittman Avenue. Police on Long Island saying that a fourth suspect has been charged with murder and the death of a man who was killed by MS-13 gang members. 23-year-old Antonio Kulai was arrested and is said to be arraigned. Officials say the body of 28-year-old Julio Cesar Gonzalez Esponze was discovered in March after police say he was lured into a car. He was then killed by the MS-13 members hoping to boost their stature in the ruthless street gang. The NYPD Hate Crimes Task Force investigating after a woman allegedly attacked a pair of teenage girls heading to a Hasidic event in Queens on Friday night. The Daily News reports police say 26-year-old Shannon Pola approached the girls on Kingston Avenue and Crown Heights and asked where they were going before pushing and attempting to choke them. Authorities say Pollock punched a ascetic man in the face. When he tried to intervene, she was charged with assault. In sports action in the NHL tonight, the Devils won their season opener over Colorado 4-1. The Islanders down Buffalo 6-3. The Rangers lose to Toronto 8-5. In the MLS, the Red Bulls blank Vancouver 3-0. Time to check the traffic on the George Washington Bridge on the inbound upper deck, a stalled via cleared minor delays for both upper and lower levels over to the holland tunnel minor delays in either direction 15 minutes outbound at the lincoln tunnel you now know how not to go the weather forecast for tonight cloudy low 65 scattered showers for sunday high of 80 degrees and then sunday night cloudy showers low 70 and columbus day monday showers continue with a high between 70 and 75 degrees i'm dave benning on am 970 the answer How can Chris be so relaxed when his big interview is today? Because he searched jobs on Glassdoor.com. Out of millions of listings, he filtered by distance and salary to find the job that was right for him. He researched the company on Glassdoor, too. He read employee reviews. He knows they have great medical, even free donut Fridays. So he has nothing to worry about and everything to look forward to. Glassdoor. Find the job that fits your life. Go to Glassdoor.com or download the app today. The legendary drama critic Brooks Atkinson called Carousel the most glorious of all the Rodgers and Hammerstein works. There's a terrific revival of Carousel headed to Broadway. Previews begin February 28th at the Imperial Theater. Joshua Henry is starring as Billy Bigelow. I love Jessie Mueller. She won a Tony for Beautiful, the Carole King musical. And making her Broadway debut, Renee Fleming. Don't miss this revival of Carousel starting February 28th at the Imperial Theater. To get tickets, visit telecharge.com. Telecharge.com and go see Carousel. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. Choosing the right mortgage lender involves much more than just a rate. Quicken Loans has earned 11 J.D. Power Awards for client satisfaction. And we invented Rocket Mortgage, a simpler, hassle-free way to get a mortgage completely online. No one else has anything like it. So choose Quicken Loans, America's number one online lender. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. com.
Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Cast right from there. And if you didn't think I was going to start off with Megadeth uh, during this segment, you'd be out of your mind. And we'll get to that reason in just a moment. My next guest here on the cast, he's written about beer and wine in many publications, but now he is the editor-in-chief of the website, thebeernecessities.com. You can click on there for some great stories, but also for his interview with Dave Mustaine, the lead singer of Megadeth. He had a chance to talk to him about a month ago at Madison Square. Actually, eh, it's almost a month ago uh, over at Madison Square Garden. Let me welcome back Ethan Fixel to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Ethan, welcome back. Thank you, Al. It's great to be back. You Appreciate got it. Now, Ethan, first off, congrats on the website. It looks great. You guys are doing some wonderful things. How did you get a chance to interview one of the legends of heavy metal and Dave Mustaine? <laughs> well, we actually did a, uh, a piece covering the Decibel Beer and Metal Fest in Philadelphia. Okay. And uh, I think uh, Dave made, a, made an appearance there. I think Megadeth played, and um, we covered um, that, whole, that whole event. And uh, he was really excited about the, the piece. And I wrote him, told him over Twitter that I was a, I was a big fan. I'm a lifelong Megadeth fan. And he was like, dude, we should get a beer sometime and talk about it. I was like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we set that up. And then, um, you know, I, I came to his, uh, to his dressing room before the show at MSG opening for Scorpions. And uh, we drank a beer, and it was great. That's awesome. Now, the beer that he has out, and I had a chance to buy a four-pack of the beer when it was released a couple of months ago by Unibrow. It, it gave it as a, a gift to my neighbor, and we we ended up having one really delicious, sessionable beer. And uh, you know, tell me a little bit about this beer and what you know what what was Dave's motivation in making a beer? I know he was a wine guy, but now he's into making craft beer. Yeah, I think uh, Jerry over at Unibrow actually is a huge uh, he's a huge um, beer fan, not only a beer fan, a Megadeth fan, right. fan. And he um, he actually reached out to Dave and said, hey, I'd, I'd love to make this with you. I think um, his Dave's manager was talking to other people also, so it was like kind of going both ways. Okay. Um, Dave was looking to, to get into you know the beer world. He actually makes wine as well. I don't know if you knew that. But. Right, yes, I did know that. Yeah, he makes wine and beer, and so he, he talked to, um, to Jerry over at uh, the brewery, and, and they had a meeting, and Jerry showed him a, a bunch of different beers, a bunch of different beers with different profiles, and... Uh, you know, Dave really, really took a liking to this particular saison style, um, and they they went ahead and, and moved forward with it. But I think both of the parties were looking to do a collaboration, and it was just sort of kismet. That's very cool. Now, do you think uh, a saison and more sessionable beers are the trend over the last ten months? It seems that way. I know they're coming out with all these juice bombs, IPAs, and things like that. But I've noticed saisons and sessionable beers seem to be the kind of the the trend over the last ten months or so. Yeah, totally. I think anytime you have, you know, really huge extremes as the popularity, as the popular, you know, style of, right. of, uh, of beer, you've got these big imperial stats, you've got these really sour beers, you've got really hoppy, you know, hazy IPAs, everybody's going to want to come back to simplicity. It's, it's sort of always the, uh, you know, it's like the punk rock thing. It's like you go from one extreme to another. Right. And I think brewers especially, and people like me who are writing about beer, just want to, to cleanse the palate and drink something nice and easy, something sessionable under 5% or 4.5% ABV um, that's easy to drink. So it's Pilsners, Lagers, um, sessionable IPAs, right. uh, and sessionable saisons as well, like Dave's beer. 
We're talking with Ethan Fixel on the Algatulo Craft Beercast on AM970TheAnswer.com. TheBeerNecessities.com is his website for more information. And, of course, you can read that piece uh, with uh, Ethan and Dave Mustaine, the lead singer of uh, Megadeth, and his new beer that he has out right now with Unibrow. Now, you also recently wrote a piece, Ethan, on the Beer Necessities website called How to Pair Prosciutto with Italian Beer. What made you come up with that story? That's funny. Uh, yeah, you know, I was talking with the people over at uh, at uh, Prosciutto De Parma. They uh, they represent Prosciutto De Parma, and they were, um, you know, they were just talking about how how there's some some um, opportunity to sort of pair that with beer. I, I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. A lot of people don't know how to pair beer with anything but you know pizza or burgers, right. and um, I think it's really interesting to take different types of food from different nationalities or different uh, regions and, and pair them with the beers from that place. And so that's basically what we wanted to do. And, and one of the things that I've noticed, Ethan, you mentioned that about you know people trying to pair up uh, beers with different foods, because obviously we see that with wines all the time, pairing up with different cheeses and different foods. And now all these gastropubs are doing these beer dinners and stuff. But I've noticed that the breweries now, some of them, I know Stone is one of them. Uh, I'm, I'm, some of them are escaping me of, of what they, I think, left-hand brewery does this too, where you can go to their website and they will tell you whatever new beer that they have coming out, they have suggested food pairings so that you can figure out what you want uh, if you're going to be doing you know, beer with your dinner or whatever and what to pair up different beers. I think that's a great idea. I think more breweries should do that, whether it's on their Facebook page or on their own website. Uh, to me, I, I, it helps a little bit. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to drink this sour beer, but hey, if I drink this sour beer with this particular food, it's going to taste better. Would you agree or disagree? Oh, totally agree. And I think finally we're, we're catching up with the wine industry in that, you know, everybody knows that you're supposed to drink wine with food, but nobody really thinks about eating uh, food with beer. And right. so that, that's really the best way to enjoy any beverage, um, you know, well-crafted alcoholic beverage. Um, you're going to elevate both the food and the drink if you're able to uh, pair it, pair them together, you know, in ways that, that make sense. And I think that's a really great idea for breweries to do. And I've noticed at the Beer Necessities, you know, people really respond to any stories that we do that, that pair food and beer in a specific or interesting way. You just have to give a little bit of reason behind it, um, and uh, people really uh, relate to that. Ethan, the biggest misconception that someone you know, let's say you're hanging out with a bunch of friends, and maybe they're wine drinkers, or maybe they're just, you know, Budweiser, Coors Light drinkers, what is the biggest misconception uh, to someone that you know who doesn't drink craft beer has about craft beer? Well, I should also make a disclaimer. Actually, the beer necessities, I don't know if you know this, but we actually are funded by uh, Anheuser-Busch. I, I do, and I'm, I have a follow-up question to that first. But I, I just okay. want to, you know, what do you, you know, when you hang out with a bunch of friends, they say, well, I want to drink this. I don't want to drink that. What, what do you tell them? How do you, how do you convince them to, you know, instead of drinking this, drink this? You know what I mean? Right. Totally. I think that's a great question. Um, really people need to be more open-minded in general when it comes to eating and drinking today. And uh, I think we're, we're certainly getting there, but I like to sort of push boundaries step by step. So let's say somebody says, Oh, I don't like IPAs. I don't like hoppy beers or whatever. They make this huge blanket statement. That's kind of like ridiculous because there's, there's so many different shades of gray in that, in that world. Right. Right. So what you do is you just find something that's one like small notch, you know, above what they're used to, and you just push their boundaries ever so slightly. You, if someone says to you, I don't like hoppy beers, you're not going to give them a, a double IPA or an imperial IPA that's going to blow them out of the water. You don't want to give them Pallet Wrecker from Green Flash, right? right you right. want to give them something that's really, like, 
nice and subtle, and then get them to understand, oh, wait, this is not so scary. And uh, suddenly they're, they're sort of moving up the ladder towards more and more experimentation. That's sort of, I'd like to do it by step by step. And obviously, as we were talking before, food is a huge gateway to this too. So you give them something that you're not, they're not quite sure of, but then you give them a bite of something delicious that goes perfectly with that beer, and they kind of start to understand the context of, of where that works. We're talking with Ethan Fixel on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, theanswer.com, thebeernecessities.com, the website for more information. And getting into that follow-up question, Ethan, uh, the, the beernecessities.com, as you mentioned, is owned partially by AB InBev. And there are some in craft beer circles, uh, surely the independent circles, who are offended by this, people who are fans of independent craft beer. They're angry. They don't want to click on the site. They think, you know, bought and sold. Because they feel it's owned by AB InBev or partially owned, it can't be partial uh, to independent craft beer. What would you say, as the editor-in-chief, to those who don't want to read the website? Yeah, well, it is actually owned wholly by uh, AB. AB funds it, and then they work in partnership with Wasted Talent, which is a media company, a publishing company. And uh, Wasted Talent is who I work for, but okay. really, it's funded entirely by AB, so that that is true. Um, I would say that, you know, in terms of the content, I, as a, I was, you know, an independent freelancer for about six years writing for Food and Wine and Men's mm-hmm. Journal and Tasting Table and all these magazines and uh, publications. And so I'm taking that experience and I'm, I'm the sole creative director of this site. And so they don't tell me what to write about. They just say, okay, you know, write about our brands, write about other people's brands, do whatever you want. Uh, and I have total control over, uh, over the content. So I write about, and my writers and my, uh, my editorial staff, all write about whatever beers excite them and whatever they're into. And we do not discriminate, and uh, we're trying to keep everything beer positive. We're not talking negatively about any brands. It's just mm. uh, stuff that we like to drink and, and stuff that we want to promote with uh, kind of no bias on that front. And what do you have coming up in the next few weeks on the website, Ethan? Oh, uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, today, actually, we posted a story on wild and crazy fall beer. So if you're, if you're looking for interesting autumn beers with different ingredients that reflect um, uh, the season, we've got that. Uh, we've got some some fun humor pieces. Tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna do a piece on uh, major life events you need to experience in a brewery. So everything from a funeral to a giving birth. Uh, Ooh, a funeral in a brewery? Oh, that's interesting. See, yeah, maybe that might be the way to go. Huh? I like that. That's, I like that. It's worth doing. And then next week we've got some stuff pairing beers with uh, food from Grubhub's uh, most popular restaurants, including okay. Subway and and uh, you know. Uh, What's the Panda Express? That's one of them. And right. uh, some, another piece that's going to be pairing Minnesota beers with Minnesota activities. We love doing stuff that's uh, highlighting locales and, and really um, digging into a certain region and the beers and food that you can find there. So beers and Juicy Lucy's. I like that. That'll work. That'll work for me. <laughs> I'm glad that you get, get your approval. <laughs> you got, <laughs> my guest has been Ethan Fixel on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970TheAnswer.com. TheBeerNecessities.com. That's his website for more information. He's the editor-in-chief, and he does a fantastic job. You really should check it out. And even listen, if you're a big fan of you know Kane and Carton in New Jersey and Single Cut and this beer, try the site. It's not that bad. They've got good stuff. They've got good stories, and you get a little educated. You know what I mean? Ethan, thanks so much for joining me again on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. I appreciate it as well, Al. Thanks for having me. You got it. When we come back, time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Hey, this is Michael Riedel. Well, backstage at uh, the Schubert Theater, where the hit revival of Hello, Dolly! has been playing. They're getting ready to bid farewell, sadly, to Bette Midler, who won a Tony Award. Bette is leaving the show January 14th. But uh, I've got good news for you. She's going to be replaced in the show by one of the most famous leading ladies of all time, the great Bernadette Peters. So to get tickets for Hello, Dolly! go to telecharge.com. Telecharge.com. Don't miss Hello, Dolly! Now with Bette Midler, soon with Bernadette Peters at the Schubert Theater. Hi, this is Larry Elder for my friends at BestHotGrill.com. Gift-giving occurs throughout the year, whether it's for birthdays, holidays, or a special expression of thanks to your best clients and customers. Of course, you want to show your love and gratitude, but you also want to give a gift that provides a positive image of you and your organization. Solar infrared grills from Best Hot Grills are both practical and unforgettable. Made in the USA, Solar has a grill for most budgets, but more importantly, Solar delivers the wow that everybody likes to receive in a gift. Impressive out of the box and even more so in use. The Solar Infrared Grills are the gift of value that will build relationships. With every great tasting, juicy meal enjoyed from their Solar, they'll think of you. Step up your gift giving. Learn more about the amazing Solar Infrared Grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. Solar Infrared at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. Worry less with Liberty Mutual Insurance. So your son got home safe last night? Tom said he had a flat tire. Yeah, he was out past curfew and got stuck on Route 1, but Liberty Mutual went out and took care of it for him. Liberty did what? Yeah, a flat jump or toe. It's no problem no matter where or when with their roadside assistance. What was he doing out so late anyway? Getting himself grounded for a month. (laughs) Visit us online to get a quote. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Optional 24-hour roadside assistance coverage. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news. What it means. And why it matters. Weeknights at 5 on AM 970. The answer. He certainly didn't back down. The late, great Tom Petty from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Although this song, I Won't Back Down, was from his solo effort. He actually didn't have the Heartbreakers doing this. I think Jeff Lynne from uh, ELO uh, was a part of this. This was after he had gotten together with the Traveling Wilburys and uh, put together some solo efforts. The, Tom Petty, what a shame, passing away earlier this week uh, in his 60s. Just a, just a terrible thing. When it, the musicians that you grew up with in life... Uh, as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970TheAnswer.com, it's just, it's sad that when you see these people uh, that you've grown up with, that their music has made some impact in your life in one way or another, and you see that they're dying off. This has happened, you know, obviously with people that are older than me, you know, 10, 15 years older than me, when, you know, the Beatles and, and uh, you know, these other musicians from the 60s and, uh, you know, the Doors and Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's just a shame when you see, um, these artists uh, dying off. And obviously, listen, we know, eventually, you know, people, you, you're born, you live, you die. It's it's an eventuality. But it's just such a shame when somebody like Tom Petty uh, passes away from a heart attack after just coming off a, a tremendous tour with Joe Walsh and uh, planning on touring again. And, you know, here's a guy, no signs of slowing down. And, um, 
you know, and he passes away at such an early age. It's just, it's a shame. But no, Tom Petty did not back down. And just some great, you know, I was listening to his catalog um, a couple of days ago after he had passed. I was doing one of my uh, my long walks um, that I take after work and um, just popped his, his stuff on and uh, walking around. Boy, I'll tell you, the guy had a tremendous amount of hits. Before he broke uh, b- broke off with the Heartbreakers and did his own solo stuff and, you know, with the Traveling Wilburys in the uh, mid to late 80s. The guy had an amazing amount of hits. Tremendous. And the fact that Don Felder was kind of his teacher and his mentor, that's awesome. Don Felder is a hell of a guitar player. So uh, just a shame about Tom Petty uh, and his passing. But we move on with our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970TheAnswer.com. Of course, streaming only this week. Hopefully we'll be back on the air next week at a different time. I know we're going to be preempted with sports uh, for the next several months, so you have to bear with us, folks. But nice that we got the program on tonight. Uh, on, the, on the stream, of course, baseball going on, the playoffs and, uh, you know, we uh, listen, we love baseball here at uh, AM 970, the answer as well. So started off with um, Never Tell Me the Odds by Duclaw Brewing. Uh, this was a beer that I had purchased over at Beverage Island LLC on uh, Staten Island. And if you're looking for a great place to buy craft beer and you're in New York, you're on Staten Island, head over to Richmond Terrace, Beverage Island LLC. These guys are great. They have a tremendous craft beer selection. And here's the best part. They got parking. They actually got a parking lot. So you don't have to worry about paying for parking or leaving your car parked illegally. You go in there. You check them out. I believe the owner's name is Manny. Great guy. Uh, They do a tremendous job. Big burst of hops in this one. Nice citrus. Tasting a little peach on this one, too. Excellent beer. Never tell me the odds, of course, of play on uh, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back and Han Solo when he was going through the asteroid belt when C-3PO was trying to tell him the odds, and he says, never tell me the odds. And so uh, you got to check it out. It's a really good beer. Then uh, I moved on to, I'm not a big pumpkin beer fan. I I will admit that freely. Uh, But let me tell you something. The folks at Wet Ticket Brewing and Tim Pewitt and his folks there uh, are doing a tremendous job brewing beer. I've talked about this brewery before. They are great. They're located about 10 minutes from, not even 10 minutes from my house, in Rahway, New Jersey. Very easily accessible by train on New Jersey Transit. If you're coming from the city, it's five or six stops. You get off, you walk a block. What a great brewery. they got great food nearby as well. They don't serve food. But Wet Ticket Brewing is doing what they call their pumpkin ale. It's called Scarecrow Juice. And, boy, I'll tell you, this was the cool thing. They rim the glass with a, sh- a cinnamon sugar spice. Nice taste of cinnamon to go with the nutmeg in the beer. Uh, I picked up a growler to take home uh, to break uh, break open my fire pit that I had just bought last weekend. This is a great beer to sip by the fire. It is not a heavy ABV. Uh, it is not a, a, a heavy IBU. It is a very easy drinking uh, pumpkin ale. It is excellent. And if you got a glass, you can rim with sugar. Even better to enhance the flavors of the nutmeg. But Scarecrow Juice, their pumpkin ale by Wet Ticket Brewing, excellent. Tim, Great job, guys. Doing You're really doing a bang-up job. Uh, then I moved on to a Melvin IPA by Melvin Brewing. This is a really good IPA. These guys, I believe they're out of Wisconsin, a brewery I've never had before, but, again, saw them at Beverage Island LLC on Staten Island, decided to pick up a six-pack and said, let me try these guys out. Nice and juicy, piney, hoppy, really good on this one. Definitely something I would suggest uh, if you see it. Uh, they usually have it. It's, I believe they're a can-only uh, brewery, but... I could be mistaken on that one. As we continue on the Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970TheAnswer.com. Moving on to a one a selection from Heavy Seas that I've had before. Uh, this is their version, their 2017 version of the Greater Pumpkin. It's a perfect beer uh, to me for a night with a fire pit. Good in the cold weather. Let this warm up. Definitely chill it. 
great flavors of pumpkin and bourbon, but you definitely want to um, you want to open this. You want to pour it. Let it sit for about five minutes to get it up to. Uh, you know, it's not going to be exactly room temperature when you get it up there in about five minutes. But as you let it warm while you're sipping it, it definitely you you really get a lot of the bourbon out of it. The pumpkin is there. It's mild, but it's not you know very subtle on the palate. And uh, the bourbon flavor is really shine through on this one. So thanks to the folks at Heavy Seas uh, for sending that one to me. Uh, mentioned the Cape May Brewing. Honestly, the City to Shore Cape, uh, from Cape May is the best IPA these guys have released so far. It's, it's delicious. Uh, I've, I've had some of their other offerings. Their other uh, double IPA, I think it was a Coastal Evacuation. That one's good. But this one, City to Shore, it's the best one they've put out so far. If you see it in cans... I urge you, pick it up. You will not be disappointed. Had a Cypress Love uh, from Cypress. That's the collaboration between Cypress and Bolero Snort. The bomb. Get it if you can in the can. It is awesome. Great stuff. Purchase that over at uh, Joe Canals. Uh, then let's see. Moved on here on our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, theanswer.com. Uh, Paragon Tap and Table did a, um, a Carton Brewing uh, dinner uh, the other night. Uh, got a chance to go over there. Didn't partake in the dinner. I was at Comic-Con on Thursday. What a great time we had at Comic-Con, my son and I. Uh, just a blast. From sitting in the captain's chair and getting your picture taken uh, from the good folks at Paramount, uh, meeting uh, Vic McNona. The, uh, he's a, a voiceover guy who does Dragon Ball Z uh, stuff. My son was so excited about that. But he also plays Captain Kirk in a YouTube series called Star Trek Continues. Do a search for it on YouTube. It's a continuation of sort of the fourth and fifth seasons of Star Trek that were never produced. And Vic kind of looks a little like William Shatner when he's in the costume. Uh, certainly he acts a little like Shatner because, you know, you want when you're doing the role of Captain Kirk, you have these pauses where they're not supposed to be. So you definitely want to check it out. Uh, the cast makes no money. They all do it voluntarily. Um very, very cool. It's a really cool concept. If you're a big Star Trek fan, you will definitely enjoy this. Personally, it's better than Star Trek Discovery. I'm not paying $6 a month for some streaming service to watch a show that really doesn't compel me at all uh, to watch it, to want to know about what the first officer or second officer, what her role is in the show. I don't care. I want to know about the captain. He's the main character, not some lieutenant commander who uh, has, you know, started a war with the Klingons, please. Enough already. Anyway, I digress. That's my discussion on Comic-Con, but we had a great time uh, over at Comic-Con, my son and I. Uh, definitely worth it if you want to get over there one year. And my suggestion, go on Thursday. The tickets are a little cheaper. It's less crowded. Believe me, you'll thank me for it. So I had a uh, Monkey Chase the Weasel by Carton Brewing. Uh, I'm, I've, I, like I've said before over the last couple of months, I'm really enjoying Sours. This one is a very sour pucker when you drink it. If you're not into a heavy sour beer, this is definitely not the one for you. But if you like sour beers, this is delicious. Uh, Monkey Chase the Weasel by Carton. Uh, then I had an uh, uh, 077 Double X uh, by Carton. One of the best IPAs out there in New Jersey. Uh, really delicious. Definitely one you have to check out. And then I got a chance to try uh, from Dark City Brewing. This is a, a, a collaboration, I guess, between them and a coffee company. It's called Boom Roasted. Uh, it, a very floral-smelling IPA, but you do taste the coffee in it when you sip it. And I did get a little bit of coffee flavor when I was when I was sniffing it before I drank it, but really the flour um, really comes through in this one, and it's one of their better offerings. I, I, I for some reason Dark City seems to be missing the mark 
for me. Uh, they're based out of Asbury Park. They seem to be missing their mark on their IPAs. I don't know why that is. Uh, maybe they're, maybe I'm, I'm expecting almost every IPA now to be juicy, and it's not. Um, but their, their porters and their stouts are spot on. My problem is their IPAs. They're just not good enough where I feel like, wow, I've got to have another one of these. See, that's the thing. If you're going to wow me with a beer, I want to be able to have one, and then I want to be able to have you know, another one again. And a lot of times, some of these breweries, they're just not, you know, they're not wowing me uh, with their beer selection, which is, you know, which is a shame. I, I, want, I, want to be, I want to feel compelled to try more stuff, but we'll see. The, you know, tonight, I'm over at the, um, the Big Brew Festival in Morristown at the Morristown Armory. So a lot of different beers to sample there. It's supposed to be over 200 beers there. So hopefully... I'll get a good sampling of a lot of Jersey beers that are there, including ones uh, that are also nationwide as well. And I will report back to you next week on that one. But, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Ethan Fixel, the editor-in-chief of the website, The Beer Necessities. Just to uh, go over to thebeernecessities.com. For more information, you can read that interview uh, with uh, Ethan and uh, Dave Mustaine of Megadeth, along with a lot of other great stuff there on that website. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back next week with you all, hopefully 8 p.m. Saturday night. We'll see. I'll be back uh, Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. Joe will actually be off for the Columbus Day holiday, but we'll keep you entertained. Don't you worry. This has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970theanswer.com. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.